Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode number 90 for the 4th of September 2008. How you doing, James? I'm very well, Ian. How are you? I'm splendid, and we are here on the couch for number 90 we've made yeah. it to. Amazing. We are non-Nigerians, or whatever that is. <laughs> it's, it's a big number anyway, so... Uh, yeah. 90. And on the couch, yeah. we're going to talk about uh, stuff happening in the broadcast and entertainment technology world, covering business news, technology, content delivery, gaming, mobile, and other stuff. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, Ian, are you uh, you enjoying the freedom down under? I am. It's my it's my last day here. Actually, I head back to the land. What's what's the opposite of the land down under? The land on the top. Over. Yep, yeah. on the top. Back to sunny England tomorrow. So I'm enjoying the. Uh, yeah, cool when you're half right, there's no sun. So oh, there's no <laughs> sun. We've had cool days, but nice blue skies. So okay. Well, uh, hopefully, so when I get back to England, I'll feel right at home. Yep. Well, I hope you will. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, we're a bit thin on the ground business news this week. I think probably there is stuff going on in business. We're just not being particularly diligent. Exactly. Uh, so let's move right along to technology news. Yeah. Now, technology news, I guess uh, there's been the, in, uh, is it IFA in Berlin? Is it Berlin? Mm-hmm. Or is it somewhere like that? Um, which is a big consumer electronics show. So inevitably there's lots of, talk and news coming out of that one of the things that i picked up, yeah. up on being a bit of a sort of environmental uh, greeny meanie or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um and it's something i've been looking at recently is the uh, the energy using products directive uh which has been put forward right. by the european union which is similar mm-hmm. if you've have you heard of rohs the restriction of hazardous yeah, substances so it's, and it's where uh, they've uh, directed to remove lead and other associated bits and pieces from yeah, heavy metal electronics yeah, yeah and which is actually quite hard because solder up until up until the rohs stuff came in was actually made from lead exactly uh, and the, the interesting thing there is that when the rohs stuff came in because it's europe-wide Everyone on the whole planet went, well, we don't really want to make want to make something for Asia and US and something separate for Europe. So we'll just change yeah. our entire production process and remove lead from everything. So it actually had worldwide implications. Yeah. And I think that's because you've got a you know, Europe does actually if they stand together, there's now what, twenty seven nations in the EU. So twenty seven nations saying, Well, you can't sell any of your stuff unless it complies with this regulation. Yeah. Bang. So I so I think it's a good thing this uh EUP legislation coming out and basically it was going to be yeah. self-regulatory each industry was going to sort of set their own targets but the European Commission doesn't right. think that uh, voluntary standards are actually working and not moving far enough or fast enough mm-hmm. so they're basically saying you know tough this is what your limit's going to be and most of it is addressing standby consumption um, Right so what are, what are they requiring do they have they specified that yet or are they still going to work on They're looking the for I think one watt standby is one and right. then moving to half a watt by 2012 uh, and in fact in Australia wow. they've already there's a thing called the um, MEP I think it is um, right I can't remember what that stands for but basically they've already done this in uh, this year mm-hmm. so um, wow. in some degree some ways they're kind of leading but I know certainly mm-hmm. you know obviously I'm working more in the set-top box world and they're beginning to worry about it yep. but there are some concerns obviously in the, the way digital television systems are have been 
architected is that they're designed to be kind of always on especially in in cable yeah indeed um so a lot of challenges there i think uh, a number of innovators are coming out but uh mm-hmm. obviously there's a bit of stick and carrot here but obviously the big stick like you can't sell any stuff is uh, beginning yeah, to take hold so, is, mm-hmm. yeah so i guess that is kind of stick. yeah that is kind of businessy and the other one is this we directive which is um waste electrical and electronic equipment where you've got to basically if you right. sell it you've got to take it back and dispose of it when it's end of life so all right that's already in force which again is is about you know getting rid of stuff which uh, is potentially difficult and can't be easily recycled so that's very yeah. good, I think. You know, and, and I think if you buy any computer these days, you can take it back to the place you bought it and say, "Get rid of the old one, thanks." Um, right. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that's quite interesting. Um, lots of news and content delivery. Tell us about that, Ian. Yeah. So we've talked about Hulu before, uh-huh. uh, which is the service put on by uh, NBC and Universal. Uh, I think, news, isn't it? Is that right? It's NBC, Universal, and News Corporation. Yeah. There. Yep. Uh, so it's an online, online, um, you know, uh, service to be able to watch content in the US. And, uh, the news that they've put out is that they're about to do some absolutely crazy stuff, and that's actually putting content online before it's even available on TV. Yeah, well, one week, to be honest. And it's—I wouldn't <laughs> say these are kind of <laughs> these are these aren't exactly kind of American Idols and A-list stuff. Is it's they're putting some? It looks like kind of. It's not the most popular shows, but ones which are clearly of, of quite a lot of interest. Uh, but obviously, mm-hmm. they're they're experimenting, and I think you know I applaud them for doing this. It's like the the guys at Fox Absolutely. are doing online ad, doing shortening the ads in the broadcast to mm-hmm. say, look, we'll put less ads in, but they'll obviously be of higher value. See so if we can change the way things are moving. So there's a bit of exploration yeah. going on at the edges of of content ownership rights and uh, and online. But obviously, you know, no, no, it's, nobody it's great wants news to, to see uh, to see them actually trying some things. And uh, you know, if they again, they're they're looking at trying to create a reason for people to go to Hulu as opposed to just downloading it somewhere else. If they can get it earlier from an actual legitimate online service, then you know, yeah. people are more likely to do that. Otherwise, they'll just go to YouTube. So precisely, um, which ain't a good thing. Um, now, another article I'd found was about. Uh, from Don Reisinger, who's a, I think he's a, he's a major kind of bloggy kind of guy. Um, right. Talking about, you know, could Hulu be bigger than YouTube? And you know, I think we've talked about this before. Um, you know, is YouTube a success? Well, from a consumer perspective, yes. Uh, but I'm not sure Google's making much money from it. I mean, here they're saying no. YouTube's revenue will reach $200 million worldwide this year. Now, uh-huh. that's the revenue. I mean, what are the costs? I mean, it's not free to yeah, serve I mean, all this be, stuff. <laughs> yeah, it must be massive amounts of bandwidth and storage capacity, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's immense. And and uh, obviously, I think the the thorn here in Google's side, who obviously purchased it for one point six five billion, was mm-hmm. that um, there's a lot of lawsuits pending as well because a lot of the yeah. content on there is illegitimate effectively yeah um, they, they did put in that um, video ID program where allegedly they were going to get uh, kind of machines to work out if stuff was copyright when it was uploaded yeah, that's right but I think we talked about it again there's like something like 10 hours uploaded every minute of content so there's no way you can <laughs> it's astonishing isn't it it's like a fire hose no of way content you can... no. yeah exactly um 
Whereas and, and Hulu, as you, we said earlier on, their last story was about you know they're they're innovating. Um, mm-hmm. They've got premium content, um, so perhaps like the Hulu model is going to to win. But I think the problem there is aggregation. YouTube for me yeah. is a it's like a it's like an EPG for stuff. You know you can find any content there, so you just go there. Absolutely, and if, it's, it. if it's going to be somewhere, it's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, and I know um, my nieces, if they want to watch a cartoon, they go to YouTube. They don't go mm. to Disney or whatever because they know it's there. Um, and admittedly, yeah. they're quite small chunks, but they they know how they can go to part one, part two, not a problem. So. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. I just hope they don't get any typos. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's that's kind of interesting. And, and obviously, online advertising spend is beginning to hockey stick up. That's the other thing that goes on about there. So, mm. um, interesting. Um, other stuff uh, we talked about again a long time ago, but it's finally happening is Fox again, another news called Bunch are um, starting or will, will be. I think the date is September 23rd. So, in a few weeks' time, they'll be shipping. Uh, DVDs which include mm-hmm. fair play copies of the same content for iTunes so it'll play on Apple TVs and iPhones alright fantastic so you won't have to do anything dodgy rip like it, rip, rip it and convert it right, all this so kind, all of, kind stuff. of pre-done that's great yeah. it doesn't say whether it's fair played and you can watch it I guess it is but um, yeah. whether you have to then buy it and you don't have to download it I don't quite know it's not clear really is it hmm I mean, I presume that, uh, I mean, the way that uh, Fair Play works for iTunes is that iTunes actually downloads it. I mean, while whilst the actual download is encrypted, the actual content is in the clear. Right. And it actually gets encrypted by iTunes at the, the client end, mm-hmm. which I presume that's how this would work as well, because obviously you can't encrypt it in advance for every possible user, but... Uh, yeah, but it's an asymmetric it thing, off. isn't it? That you'll have like a master yeah. key and, you know, so... Uh I guess it would be because it's twenty. Oh, it says twenty US dollars, and I don't know if that's. Um, I don't know how much a regular DVD costs in the US, but I guess it's less than that. So it's going to be a value-added format. But uh, right. Well, certainly that's. I mean, that, you can imagine that, that there's some pretty good value in there because uh, I mean, if you're going to download a video from iTunes, it's at least the the normal cost of a DVD. And here, you actually, if if you look you at it the other way, well, you yeah. get a DVD for free. Indeed. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's a lot more promise there on the. The Blu-ray format as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more space there to do funky stuff. Mm. So, but still, is there enough room for two HD copies? Who may, who knows? Mm. So, uh, well, well, when I've got a three D copy as well, uh, <laughs> seeing if I can get one of those working. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still actually, um, I'm still waiting to get a Blu-ray. You haven't got a Blu-ray player yet, have you? No, no. I'm. Uh, it's on my list after I fix up my four by three television. <laughs> once you get that once needs you, to go first once you dump the CRT yeah <laughs> yeah um, that's right <laughs> so I, I think it's uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking for some interactive Blu-ray formats so I still haven't found any so um, yeah right so you haven't few. actually seen anything that has anything because I mean it has the whole Java environment in Blu-ray um, yeah. Um, yeah you could do some really cool stuff with that yeah I mean you just see the menus that's about it all right okay. <laughs> which do you know, obviously they're a lot more animated and more responsive than a uh, DVD right. menu but there's still menus <laughs> um, okay so uh, let's wait and see now you and I we've just got rid of our PSPs haven't we yep and you were um, thinking of getting one of these third gen PSPs with its uh, thinner uh, thinner form factor and brighter screen yeah 
But it uh, turns out that the brighter screen on the PSP is uh, cutting battery life by 20 or 30 minutes. Which is how much in the scheme of things? About uh, 12%? I think it's, like it's normally, meant to, normally meant to last about three and a half or four hours. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, so, you know, there's a cost that comes with uh But why don't they just the ship hardware? a better battery with it? I mean, I bought an aftermarket battery, which was like yeah. double the capacity in the same form factor. So, yeah. don't really... Well, maybe you can uh, add a add a bigger battery and, uh, mm. and get your brighter screen. But certainly the screens do look a lot brighter from the pictures. They look much clearer, crisper, um, more, more rich kind of colors. So Not with mine, because I've got a, great, my laser toners running out. So, I've got this big stripe, which is really faded out. <laughs> I need to go well, it looks pretty good. On I need to go and shake it again. Um, so, <laughs> I think the problem though with the the PSP is not so much the screen or the battery life. Again, it's you know it's all about the content. Uh, so uh, you know they really need to do something with that in order to improve the format. So yeah, well, I mean the PSN store apparently is coming up with more content just for PSP and multiplayer. So you'll get online okay. play, and I think you know if you can buy a a, a game for your console and then play it remotely mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, that'll be great. I mean, it's similar, I suppose, to the story we talked about earlier about the DVD um, content having a, something for your iPhone. If you had a, if you bought a PlayStation yeah. Three game for, you know, the list mm-hmm. prices now are like forty, fifty dollars. It came with a yep. PSP game on it, which you can play wirelessly. Mm. Great. Oh, exactly. That'd be great. Um, obviously, so effectively, no downloading, no moving content physically around. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's all hosted on your power-hungry PS Three, which is a <laughs> that's right but I mean that's I mean, you're, if you're dropping in now I mean the PS3 is coming with the 80 gig drive just starting to ship now um, yeah selling very well um, and uh, in fact they're quite hard to get hold of here in the UK the 80 gig ones mm. so because um, uh, well, yeah, wait and see I'm still on the play the play TV thing the TV adapter is coming out in the next uh, yeah, couple cause of weeks yeah because when's that well. uh, launching later on in September now is that right yeah just it's a week after next I believe so I'm sure uh, we're going to go to this mm-hmm. broadcasting show um, next week IBC and oh, so maybe it's timed just for then that'd be great mm. I'm sure it'll be on show there they'll be talking about it so yeah. uh, we'll uh, have to wait and see what is going on there um, and uh, other gaming news for Sony they're uh they're saying that the, the Wii isn't hurting us. They're saying that, uh, in fact, whilst the Wii has been enormously popular, it's a different type of gaming. Uh, and uh, Sony's thinking around um, around the Wii is that it's really opened up a new market and expanded the pie as opposed to uh, taking people away from what who would have actually bought a PS3 in the first place. I'd agree with that. I mean, we talked about this being, yeah, I said that, you know, it's a bit like viral in a way. We've talked about that before. It's like, yeah. I mean, like my Wii Fit. I haven't been on the board for a while, um, and I haven't mm. I haven't fired up my Wii for a while, um, mm-hmm. and so it is. I guess you know it's more if I have buddies around, I'll play multiplayer Wii action rather than right. uh, do anything else. I guess because I mean multiplayer PS2 split screen first person shooters just aren't very exciting, really. To be honest, <laughs> uh, when you can yep. play tennis and design your little me and all this kind of stuff, that's far more engaging. Mm-hmm. And also, I've got all the controllers yeah. as well, whereas for the PlayStation, I don't. So, um, yep. I had an interesting experience this week in uh, Brisbane. Went to see uh, my brother and his wife and and three year old, uh-huh. and uh, just seeing there's a, there's a few games that are specifically out for the Wii that are designed for for young kids. Uh-huh. 
and there's one called uh, Cosmic Family, which James, uh, for you, I wouldn't quite recommend it, but uh, <laughs> for for my nephew, he had a great time uh, using the Wii Remote. Uh-huh. So he's learning how to kind of move things around and point it and so on, and uh, and just the A button to to select things. And it's really simple stuff that, uh, and again, I'm, I've been learning in the last week or two the the fascinating world of kids' entertainment and what actually captures kids' imaginations. Right. And in this particular program, it's all about um, it's all about crazy stuff like uh, you get a pair of socks on the screen uh-huh. and you have to work out what to do with them. And sometimes you need to vacuum them, and sometimes you need to wash them, and sometimes you need to do all these things and then put them on the funny creature on the left-hand side. So you're basically kind of moving objects around and then seeing them change on the screen and uh-huh. getting sound effects with it. I mean, the painting in the painting part of it, though, the uh, you have a picture of like a, a pig or a face or something. Uh-huh. Instead of normal painting programs where you just pick a color and then you know basically color pixels in on the screen. Yeah. When you put the cursor in a particular part of the face, like the eye, for example, right. you can color in the whole of the eye. Right. Uh, and it, it kind of bounds the color around the thing that you're coloring in. Oh, so it's like a so it makes it look like a, you're coloring inside the lines. Yeah. yeah. So for the kids, they look like they can create, you know, colourful things and mm-hmm. uh, without much effort and having to be particularly dexterous with the with the Wii remote. So absolutely amazing that, like, for a three year old to be fascinated by something for like an hour or more is quite an achievement. So yeah, well, it's like learning through Highly play, isn't it? It's like it's playing, but it's no mates. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no mates, no mess. Ideally, you know. Yep, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, I'll have to. Um, Check that out at some point. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, mobile news. Um, now, a mm. little bit of interesting stuff here on the. Um, we, we uh, but the iPhone came out, and there was a lot of talk about okay, when are you going to mm-hmm. get tur- what they call turn by turn voice guidance? Uh, and yeah. obviously, Google is a strong partner for many. Um, navigation or m- many phones to provide mapping services um yes and i can't today the ones today buy navtech or the other guys i can't remember um no i don't know but essentially um you know i found an article which was saying um that the main reason that google doesn't want to support turn by turn is that they mm-hmm. want to preserve their advertising revenue because obviously they've got a not right. a They've got a bit of a monopoly for location-based advertising or, or will have in future. Yeah. Whereas they don't have a monopoly in turn-by-turn. Turn. Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, there's a lot of competition there. Yeah, and obviously in dedicated devices. So if they were to offer turn-by-turn, turn, they would very quickly mm-hmm. become commodity and there's no brand differentiation. Um, yeah. So the angle here is that Google is, is allowing other people to do turn-by-turn turn and they're not going to do it, but they want to provide an advertising layer over the top of that, which kind of makes sense as well in my book mm. um but uh and I mean, also that's the uh, that's the only criticism really of the the navigation on the iphone itself in that you can't put the phone down and, and just have it tell you what to do when you're driving for example you actually have to keep looking at the page and and pressing next to see what the next thing to do is exactly exactly um and mm. obviously that's probably why google and even online they don't do turn by turn you can't have a laptop even sitting there can mm. you so that's kind of where we, we sit on that one. Um, I guess other iPhone news. Um, I guess we've got Spore is allegedly coming out later this week on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. But we'll wait and see whether that's the full Spore. Oh, wow, or wow. First level or two or something like that. Um, uh-huh. And Spore is a new game where 
you create creatures and a whole whole world or something? Do you know anything about it? It's a, I, I believe it's like an ecosystem thing. So you start as a single cellular thing. You have to grow. Uh-huh. And you grow and eat stuff, and eventually you you go from sing, you go from <laughs> okay. single cell into uh, space exploration. After you've done world, Fantastic. after you've done world domination, right. obviously. But, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's coming out, and so that's supposed to be you know the big game. I think it's mainly coming out for Mac and PC, um, not right. console. But I think there's been the, okay. the so it sounds like it's been some really releases the creature creators who can create creatures, but. Uh, on the iPhone, I think it's going to be the single cellular thing where you use the uh, accelerometer to move right. around in a sort of slightly like single plane. And once you get to a certain size and eat all uh-huh. the baddies or get eaten, you go down a level or up a level, and then you get more appendages on your little device. So a little, not device, but right. a thing. Um, so that's kind of the idea. Uh, so that'll be fun to see. Um, I've, I've finally got an upgrade to my Super Monkey Ball on my uh, iPhone, so now you can actually... All oh, right, does it work any better or...? It does, because you can actually save the levels, <laughs> so... Uh, oh, okay, so you have to do them all again from yeah, the start. Yeah, well, I'm not very good at it, oh, so... cool. Um, so <laughs> but that looked like a fun game, so I can... Uh, it is, and, and apparently the control, is a, there's a tutorial with it, and a control... Um, you know, uh-huh. like on the Wii Fit, where you can see where your balance point is? There's like a a visual yeah. clue uh, like a radar game radar but it shows where your balance your mm-hmm. center of balance is in the tutorial they show you that where your phone is what the kind of level okay. point is because in the normal gameplay level isn't really level so right <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay that explains a lot to those of you who are watching me wibble my hands around on the mm-hmm. podcast indeed yeah um <laughs> There's also iPhone news, obviously, mainly iPhone in the mobile domain at the moment. Um, Nokia did come with something, uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. The iPhone, We've apparently, got, uh, first generation iPhone, like the one I've got, is now going uh-huh. for about $500 on uh, eBay, apparently. On eBay? Oh, right. Okay. Um, it's still worth quite a bit. Yeah, because they're you know eminently hackable, whereas the 3G ones still haven't been... Uh, right. unlocked and in fact there is seems little incentive to unlock them because you can only buy them with a contract so yeah uh, all, yeah so you're gonna have to pay the contract regardless yeah although in the UK uh, in a couple of weeks time you can get one without a contract on pay as you go mm. for 350 pounds for the 8 gig which 350 pounds which does include unlimited 3G access and unlimited Wi-Fi for 12 months so which isn't too bad yeah. Oh, so you get uh, 12, months, 12 months free Wi-Fi access and 3G access. That's yeah. not bad. It's not bad um, at all, really, I would say. And 16 gig, the white stripe on my laser toner doesn't really come out so well, but I think it's about 400, 399 for the 16 gig, 349. Yep. So As the actual uh, top-ups each month aren't bad. For 10 to 14 pounds, you get uh, 500 minutes calling, mm. and uh, above 15 pounds, you get about 1,000 minutes and for thirty pounds, you get unlimited minutes to any UK landline or O2 mobile uh, in the UK, which is which is not bad at all. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's um, of interest. Perhaps maybe I should get one. But I mean, even if you even if you do hack it, you're going to get caned on the data plan by the other provider. Exactly. So, you know, by anyone else? Yeah. Seems a bit pointless. Um, now Nokia has come out as well in the UK with their what do they call it? Um, comes with music. Comes with music. Um, basically, mm-hmm. they've, they're relaunching a phone which is about a, a year old. And that's, I think that's quite interesting because uh-huh. you know, the phone, they obviously the hardware, they get to market within three months because that's what Nokia's good at. Yep. 
but the yep. the rights and the service and the system mm. solution has taken mm. a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's I think it's you know Nokia are pumping out tens of millions of phones, uh, but actually dealing with all the content issues, uh, the back end issues of uh, getting the infrastructure in place is obviously a lot more complicated. Well, it's not their area of expertise, really, is it? So no, exactly. So what do you what do you actually what does this enable you to do? It looks like. Uh, You've got an unlimited access to a library of songs, all free for a year. So you can download songs. I presume you still have to pay for the bandwidth of downloading them onto your phone. I would, I would uh, assume so, um, because it's Nokia <laughs> offering it, not the network operator. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, problems. So, hmm, interesting. Hmm. So I'm not sure uh, how that's going to work out. I mean, it's probably a little, a little bit too little, too late. Um, yeah. Especially if it's a phone that's a year old, it's kind of like, well, you know, there's a lot more funkier phones that are kicking around at the moment. But it's probably going to be free, right? I don't know. Is it, is it a free with contract? Uh, okay. um, but then it's free because you're going to pay the network through the nose to get the phone streamed to it. So, Yes. I don't know if it's a 3G phone either. It doesn't look very 3G. It doesn't look very 3G-ish, does it? No. It's a bit dull, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anywho... Uh, so gadget wise, have you what's hot down in Australia at the moment? Anything uh, exciting? Well, there's a lot of uh, there's still a lot of fuss about the uh, the 3G iPhone because uh, that's the first uh-huh. iPhone that people have been able to legitimately buy here. So that's that's a pretty hot ticket item. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the big thing at the moment, strangely enough, for Australia is GPS gadget type things, which it seems that all of, everyone's kind of got the handle of getting maps for Australia, and there's. Uh, with the, the new TomTom prices have come down a lot, which uh-huh. originally they translated into quite an expensive uh, device in Australia. Now that all the prices have dropped considerably with the competition, especially from Sony and, and Navtech and, and Garmin right. and so on. So they're pretty much the, the big thing at the moment. So Father's Day in Australia is uh, this coming weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, so the big the big thing is uh, buying GPSs for your father this week. Are there many roads in Australia? There are a couple of roads. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so the maps must be quite simple. So... Uh High margins. Well, it's funny because I, I, it's very odd. I, I grew up in in the, the town of Canberra, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing a GPS with the street names that I've been familiar with for many years, but never actually seen on a GPS, is is kind of a bit uh, a bit uncanny, actually. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing uh, maps on, uh, on GPSs in the UK because, of course, in the UK I didn't have no idea where anything is. But okay, here uh, it's a bit different in uh, in Australia. <laughs> So, but isn't that, isn't that a kind of a, I mean, a lot of the whole mapping thing for guys in the car, it's like, no, no, I don't need a map. I know everything is. I've lived here all my life. Um, I know, but there's that kind of crossover point where you get a gadget and you get, um, you know, flashing lights and buttons and things. So, so is your, is your dad getting one for Father's Day? Or, uh, oh, he got one for his last birthday. So, okay. you know, <laughs> in fact, it's a competition in our family about who's got the best GPS at the moment. So. <laughs> I think. I mean, how are you, James? Have you got any uh, gadgets lately? No, I've just uh, not really. I mean, I'm trying to get my my home cinema kind of fixed, tricked out a bit more. Um, but that's more mm-hmm. that's more fitting it out than getting gadgets. I got a the old game. I think trying to cash in some of my games. So I got a Drake's Fortune mm-hmm. for the PS3, but I haven't really plugged it in yet. So, um, yep. yeah, I'm still waiting, debating about the iPhone 3G. Do I get it or not? Mm. You know? Uh, but well, I think I'll be uh, I may well be getting one in the next week or two so mm-hmm. I'll let you know how it goes I'll be jealous for you there well um, <laughs> listeners won't appreciate this but Ian's got a fantastic editing job to do on this one 
<laughs> yep, so if it sounds half decent, then I've been working a long time on it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So um, I guess we're going to wrap it up there. And uh, we look forward Indeed. to welcoming you in On The Couch Podcast 91 soon. And if you've got any feedback or any comments or uh, observations or stories, do drop them to us. Where's the address again, Ian? Yeah, you can send it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. That'd be great. Yeah, and so that's a goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Cheers, bye.